BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. Happy Friday, Freckled Foodie family. I am, as always, super excited to share this podcast episode with you all. It is one that I know a lot of you are pumped about because I teased a little bit of it and I got some very excited DMs. I also think it's one that majority of females need to listen to because we talk a lot about feminine care and advocating for your health and all sorts of stuff. We are joined by the founder and CEO of Love Wellness, Lo Bosworth. Love Wellness was started by Lo in 2016. It is a clean total body care company focusing on supplements and multivitamins. She started the company because she wasn't feeling her best and she wanted a female focused body positive doctor approved solution that directly addressed issues that women face. So she created her own company. Um, We talk a ton about how she founded Love Wellness, what went into that, what it's all about, what the future of Love Wellness looks like. You know, both of us struggled with some of our own health problems that definitely resonated into or, you know, I don't know if they manifested into, but we both struggled with anxiety and depression. I think that they are linked and really advocating for yourself and realizing that you have to put your health first and you have to fight for yourself and you have to go to all the doctor's appointments and you have to really get to the bottom of what is going on. And I know it's something that so many people struggle with, especially in the freckled foodie community, because you guys talk to me about it on DMs all the time. Of course, we also touch on Laguna Beach and the Hills. Um, You know, I grew up absolutely loving Laguna Beach and it is so wild now to reflect back on the fact that these high schoolers were put in such a public eye in such formative years of their life. And so we do talk about that and what that looked like and how that's kind of evolved as time has gone on and what role it played in her life. We talk about everything. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I do. As always, if you do enjoy it, please rate and or review on iTunes. It really helps the show. I also love when you guys take screenshots and share it on your Instagram. It makes me really happy to see that people are listening and also to hear your thoughts. Be sure to follow at Pod and Freckled Foodie on Instagram. And here is today's episode. Hey, everyone. Happy Friday. I'm super excited about today's guest, as I know you guys all are as well. Lo Bosworth, welcome to the show. We are happy to have you. Hi, I'm so excited. <laughs> How are it's you? So fun. I'm good. Isn't it fun being on the opposite end of a podcast every once in a while? Because you're a host as well. 
Yes. Oh my God. And you know, a few minutes before we started recording, I was confused and I was talking to our publicist. I was like, is this the Love Wellness podcast? Where are my notes? (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, no, you're being interviewed today. I was like, thank God. (laughs) I know you just get to show up. And also I do find as a host, it's, it's really difficult to like actively listen to what the person is saying while also thinking of the next question, but trying not to jump the gun. And Mm -hmm. being a guest is just, you get to talk, sit back, relax. It's amazing. It's so much nicer being on this side of it right now. <laughs> but God well, bless you. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for joining us. I'm very excited to have you. Um, and to kick things off, how would you define success? How would I define success? Um, I think that success is more tied to emotional states than like a tangible success from a monetary perspective. Um, because, you know, you, you know people that are... Uh, the mailman and they're just the happiest ever. Do you know what I mean? And you know, people that run successful, you know, billion dollar corporations and they're the happiest ever. So Mm -hmm. I think it just is finding fulfillment in what you do every day to be absolutely totally honest with you. I used to think it was monetary success, you know, and these sort of um, quantitative achievements, but I don't feel that way anymore, especially after 2020. (laughs) Yeah. 2020 put a lot of shit in perspective. And I always say monetary obviously plays a role in it. But for me, you know, I feel way more successful. And I'm curious how you feel in the different walks of your careers. But I feel more successful with what I'm doing now. And I'm making a quarter of what I made when I was on Wall Street. And many people Mm -hmm. would have looked at that job and been like, that's one of the most successful jobs you can have. But it's fulfillment plays a massive role in that. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I started Love Wellness four years ago now. And I think from the outside looking in, people are like, wow, you're so successful. You've been able to build this really interesting business. But it's really hard <laughs> to yes. operate a business, especially kind of at um, the scale we are at right now, right before we like totally scale and, you know, we're chasing nine figures in revenue and the, the stuff that you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis to operate a business like that, like I said, from the outside, it looks like, oh, wow, that's success. But right. it is really challenging to, to do this every day. I'm sure. And I also think a lot of people will look at a company like that, for example, and think, oh, overnight success. It just happened, which is rarely ever the case. No, that never Lizzo, happens. Yeah. Lizzo once posted something like, I love when people call me overnight success. I was singing for like free meals at bars for years, sleeping in my car. Like that's not overnight success. It took a long time. And I would love if you could walk us through how you, A, like just for anyone listening who's not familiar, what is love wellness? Mm -hmm. But then B, where did the idea come from and how did that process start? Of course. So at Love Wellness, we make clean, body positive personal care products. Um, So we have three kind of categories of products that we sell now. So we're we're really like a total body care company at this point. Mm -hmm. So we have personal care, which kind of fits under the personal hygiene umbrella. So everything from vaginal suppositories to uh, cleansers to probiotics specifically made to support vaginal tract health. So that's sort of one product category. The second product category is issue specific supplements. So our very popular Bye Bye Bloat fits under that category. People love that. 
that according to my DMs. People love buy, buy, blow. We make a product called mood pills that, you know, uh, perks you up a little bit. And Mm -hmm. then we have multivitamins, which is our newest category. So we have uh, daily love, which is for women 18 plus. We have baby love, which is our prenatal. And then we have whole love, which probably is the one that I'm the most excited about. It's for women 50 plus. And in addition to being a full spectrum multivitamin, it significantly relieves six common normal symptoms of menopause. And it really, it really helps with bone density also. So we've developed our multivitamins to be more than a multivitamin. You get like right. a full spectrum, 25 vitamins and minerals that you need, but then you get extra herbs and nutraceuticals to help address um, sort of like specific need states depending on the different stages that you're in. So mm-hmm. our multivitamin daily love helps with, you know, stress, immunity, sexual wellness, PMS, baby love specifically helps with morning sickness. Um, and then whole love is uh, kind of our premier menopause product. So we are really really kind of expanding the brand to be a true total body care brand for women. And I started the company um, back in 2016 because I personally was unwell. I was suffering Mm -hmm. from really severe vitamin deficiencies, but it took me a really long time to figure that out. So in the meantime, I was depressed. I was anxious. I was at the OBGYN all of the time because I had a gut health issue that was causing me to get yeast infections and all this weird stuff. And I kept going to the drugstore and looking at the legacy brands and what was available and trying them, of course, and never really getting the results you were looking for. Mm-hmm. The marketing our entire lives has been, has, you know, been made to uh, make us feel bad about our bodies and embarrassed about taking care of our bodies. Yeah. And frankly, I was just done and especially like, feminine hygiene like especially specifically, that. yes specifically like, feminine hygiene anywhere like I used to get UTI <laughs> so badly and yeah. I remember being the first one I ever got was at a lacrosse camp when I was I just committed and it was our whole like upcoming class and our coach and I was so embarrassed and I was I just have to go to the bathroom every five seconds and oh I didn't God. know what to tell anyone and by peeping blood you poor yeah thing. But like, we're so embarrassed by these things, which is so silly. And I think we're finally getting to a stage where people feel comfortable not hiding tampons. I remember in high school, you'd like slide it up your sleeve to run to the bathroom. Um, And maybe that's still a thing in high school. But I do think we're finally entering a phase where people feel more comfortable talking about these things, which is incredible. Yeah. Well, I think what we've been able to do really well as a brand is create community and provide education for women. That is a huge brand pillar for us. So since the beginning, we've had an amazing medical advisory board that creates content for us. And we have a community, the love club that's in beta right now, that is an amazing forum where women are going on there and they're just talking about what's going on. Am I allergic to my boyfriend's sperm? When's the best time to get pregnant, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, we've created this safe space in addition to amazing products that are made with clean ingredients and actually work. We've also created a safe space for women to just talk about their bodies. So the more that we do that, the more that we reduce stigma Because if you can normalize these conversations, that's actually how you kind of like change the status quo. I absolutely agree. And even something you touched on that I talk about a lot on my platform and try to normalize is I struggle immensely with anxiety Mm -hmm. and I struggled with depression and mine actually were very much similar to yours linked with, I had mercury poisoning that I was unaware of. And that I think was you know, I've always had anxiety my entire life, but the mercury poisoning, I think, added to the depression and a lot of my gut health issues. I had SIBO yeah. twice. I was constantly bloated. And I think when I talk about this, I get so many messages. Thank you so much because 
this makes me realize I need to keep pushing against doctors. And you said you went through this a lot. Did you feel like you were seeing constant doctors? And I know I did where I just felt every doctor's office, I would leave crying because they made me feel like I was crazy and I was making up all of these symptoms. Well, what's really interesting is if you read our customer reviews, especially about um, our personal care products, four out of five of the reviews say, I have been to my doctor for this issue so many times and they just Mm -hmm. kind of shrugged and threw their hands in the air and kind of gave up on me. And I don't know if that is a symptom of Western medicine because I certainly have plenty of, you know, traditional Western trained doctors that have been incredible. But I think when it comes to women's health, there is a research gap and an information gap that a lot of Western practitioners don't really know what to do with. And so that's when people start to go to naturopaths um, and try to take different routes to heal their bodies. And, um, you know, when it comes to our personal care products, that's really what we do. You know what I mean? And this, this stuff works. It's mm-hmm. just over and over and over and over and over again. You know, doctors, I still see articles from, um, you know, publications saying you should not be using any of these, you know, new age feminine care products. You know, there's not enough research and they get two or three doctors to provide a quote that's like probiotics have never been proven to, you know, improve (laughs) vaginal health. But it's like, well, we have hundreds of thousands of customers that say the exact opposite. So research just hasn't caught up. I think there's something so important, especially as a female. And I had Alyssa Vitti on talking about hormones, who I think didn't, did you have her on your show from Flow Living? Oh, yes. Amazing. She's so kick-ass. She's so kick-ass. And I think even like what she's saying is there's just not enough research about female research. like medical stuff yet. And I think you have to be your biggest proponent. And for anyone who's listening, who's going through any type of health struggle and you can't get the answers, A, like you are your own biggest advocate. You have to speak up for yourself, take notes on everything you're feeling and just yeah. keep at it because eventually you will figure it out. I promise. And it will all hopefully make sense. And yeah, where do you think love wellness is going in the future? Like, where would you like it to continue to grow? I think for us, it's really about um, broad consumer awareness. Mm-hmm. For us, we've always been trying to problem solve for women and let them know that there is a different path towards healing, especially if they are dealing with chronic issues that they just can't seem to find the problem or the solution for, um, you know, we, we are the brand for you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you have problems that you still can't find the answers for, let us know. We'll try to make you a kick-ass product. But I think, you know, broad consumer awareness. And again, that education piece is a huge, a huge part of it. But I think um, we have definitely made significant inroads when it comes to educating the general public in the United States about women's health, because the articles, and I always kind of look at the press as kind of like the indicator of this, you know, well and good and birdie and all of these publications are talking about women's bodies in the way that we are talking about women's bodies now. And four years ago, they were absolutely not. No way. And so there has been a shift in education, understanding and perception of how to take care of women's bodies. And so in four years, I think that we as a brand have had a significant impact on that. And that is really cool to see. Absolutely. And did you, I mean, now, you know, not that you're the face of love wellness, but you kind of are. And did you ever imagine that this would be something that you'd be doing like four <sighs> years ago? 
So I started the business because I had a personal need and I thought mm-hmm. that what my doctors, and they were like the 20th doctors I had seen at this point, but you know, my doctors were like, you need probiotics for women's health. Like, why don't you try something like this? Hey, like, you know what? This old school remedy, boric acid may help you with these like infections you are dealing with. Why don't you try this? You know, and this is like the 20th doctor and like the 500th yeah. doctor's appointment. And all of a sudden it was like something changed when I started using, um, cleaner products and focusing specifically on my gut health as kind of like one of the core issues I was dealing with, my life changed. So it was less about kind of um, doing reactionary treatments and more about being proactive. Mm -hmm. And that really is, is what changed everything for, for me. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot the question you asked. I went down. Well, just, no, <laughs> what, what you said is all I love and I agree, but I'm curious if you ever expected four years oh, ago where someone we had be. said, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, okay, so now I, I know where I was going with that train of thought. Yeah, four years ago, I was like, these products have changed my life. I think I'm just going to do this. And four years ago now, when I was like on the floor of cold calling manufacturers, um, trying to get somebody to make me, you know, the minimum order quantity, 1,000 units <laughs> of a product to where we are now is it, it blows my mind. You know, we're um, a team of 20 that's probably going to double in the next year. Uh, we've achieved eight figures in revenue and, you know, we're probably going to triple our business this year, which is really incredible despite everything amazing. that happened. And um, yeah, you know, for me, I'm, I feel personally really grateful that um, women love the brand as much as I love the brand, you know, it's like they're in my brain and they kind mm-hmm. of see my little fantasy universe that I concoct and, and kind of, you know, create and build by hand. And I just feel so grateful, um, that I, I have this to do every day. And frankly, I don't know what I would be doing otherwise. <laughs> Isn't that so funny when you do something new, like when I left, Wall Street to do this. Mm-hmm. It was something I never expected. And now I cannot fathom not doing it. Like I can't imagine. I said this to my husband recently, what, how different my life would be and our life collectively would be yeah. if I was still at JP and mm-hmm. just what a stress anxious ball I was. And especially during COVID, what that would have looked like. Oh my gosh. It's, it's really yeah. interesting to compare and contrast to where you are when you're happy to where you could have been had you stayed doing something else. Yeah, totally. And I know this for me, like, and so this year has been challenging for me. I actually like love the structure of getting up and going to work every day Yeah. because for most of my life, I didn't, I, I, I worked from home for most of my life and created content. Mm-hmm. And once I started going to work, I realized that for me personally, the work from home thing was really challenging and like yeah, no so structure I, was really challenging. It's tough. It's definitely tough. So yeah, for me, this year has been a struggle because it's like I'm back in the place that I was like specifically trying to <laughs> escape, <laughs> get out of, yeah. get out of. And I had succeeded, you know, for like a year and a half and like having an office and going to work every day. So it's sort of like the, the cruel irony of 2020. <laughs> Yeah. 2020 just really threw everything out the window and said, deal with this. Like you thought you had a plan. Nope. Let let me take over. And I also think, you know, I heard you talk about this on a 
a separate episode that you were guesting on, but the loneliness that comes with content creation mm-hmm. and the lack of structure. And it really, I don't think it's discussed enough. I think everyone looks at influencers or people who are creating content and, oh my God, they must have the best life. They get to do yeah. whatever they want, which yes, I'm very grateful for the work I get to do, but that doesn't mean it's always incredible and fun and happy. And it I feel mean it's always fun <laughs> yeah, at all. Um, But on that note of like the grass is always greener, I also feel when I was in high school watching Laguna Beach and the hills, it was kind of the same thing. It was like, oh my God, their lives are so glorious. And now when I reflect back, like it was so fucked up to have such young kids filmed at such pivotal and like monumental stages of their lives. Can you just talk a little bit on what that was like? Because I can't fathom going through that. I mean, for me, it's at this point, I'm 33. We started filming when I was 15 or 16. So I, 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 it's hard for me to remember the before time. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) Like tangibly. Um, Because since I was like, yeah, a senior in high school when we, when we filmed or yeah, the show started the very first show premiered when I was a freshman in college. So we Which must have been really difficult. Oh my God. It was the very first step or so premiered my very first week of school. Oh my God. And I was like on campus for two days as like the normal girl. And then all of a sudden I was never the normal girl again. And like kids would like yell at me when I walked down the street. It was awful. The bullying. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, you know, they came to LBHS during our junior year and cast us. And then we filmed the first season, our senior year and life was never the same. You know what I mean? I remember going into our local pizza shop during the summers when Laguna was full of tourists and literally being stared at. And like, so many people come up to you and I was like 17. I was like, what the fuck? So (laughs) tough. And I quickly discovered that, oh, this being in the public eye thing is maybe not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there are others on the show that thrive under those scenarios because they're just simply a different personality type. Um, yeah. But for me, it's like I opened Pandora's ba- box back when I was a senior in high school and I've never been able to shut it again. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and do you crave being able to shut it now because it's been so long and especially at such a young age? No, I don't even know what life would be like. You know what I yeah. mean? It, this is just normal for me now. Um, thankfully, I haven't been on television for a really long time. So especially in New York City, I can navigate my life in the exact way that I right. want to. I've lived here for almost nine years. So I can literally go anywhere, do anything, and pretty much nobody bugs me. Mm-hmm. At a restaurant, some people will like look and stare. And if I'm at a party, sometimes people will like look and stare. But I've also lived here for long enough that all of the people that I see frequently, now I'm just a normal part totally. of, you know, the scene here. And they're every, I mean, everybody in New York City is doing something remarkable. I was going to say, I feel like you so, can stare at anyone in New York. You can stare at anyone in New York yes. City and there's like somebody doing something interesting in mm-hmm. every single room. There's so many people to stare at. <laughs> so frankly, like my life here is really comfortable because of that, you know? It's yeah. Like, I can do whatever I want. I'm comfortable. It's, it's nice, but it has certainly taken me uh, a long time to get to this place mm-hmm. of comfort. And do I regret it? No. Do I like wish I could close Pandora's box? No, because frankly, it has enabled me to build um, the business that I have right. and be able to uh, reach people 
and, you know, share my hopes and dreams with the world, you know, especially right now. Like, when has that ever been more important? Mm -hmm. I'm still crying over RBG. I'm devastated. Yeah. I'm I'm afraid. I'm crying on my Instagram stories. Yeah. I was just like, 2020 is the year I lose my shit and I cry in front of all of you. Totally. Like, I'm I'm afraid. You know what I mean? And it's like women who have a certain perspective on, on the world, it's like, we have to fight. We have to fight mm-hmm. now. And love, love wellness is the best tool that I have at my disposal to, to, to fight for what I know to be true and right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, there, I believe in the, ch- in the separation between church and state in this country. And like, that is not happening right now. And it terrifies mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe, I would think you feel similarly. I think a lot of females, especially, or minorities feel a little helpless right now. Mm, I know uh I do. And I'm forever grateful that in some weird, twisted world, I've created a platform where even though I feel helpful, I'm still able to share things that are hopefully educating and benefiting and helping this system change its route in a way. Yeah. And Uh, that is something that I've been very you know, the silver lining of it all, I've been very grateful for recently. It's like, okay, well, you know, sure, I might feel helpless, but I can research, I can pull together resources and I can share them and I can encourage people not only, obviously, to make sure that you are eligible to vote, but to also like know certain things about certain topics, have the hard discussions, you know, speak up, use your voice. And I never in a million years would have imagined that I had a platform to do that. Yeah. So I am grateful for that, which I'm sure mm-hmm. you feel the same way about love wellness. Yeah, I do. And to close things out, what would be the three ways to your heart through food? Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, cheese pizza. Where's your favorite New York pizza? I have to ask. Always. Mm, I just like love a slice from Joe's. So good. It so good. So good. Slice from Joe's. Just pop in, pop out, walk through Washington Square Park and eat that slice from Joe's. It's an easy walk from our apartment. It's delicious. Yeah. So that's one way. I think um, another way is, um, sorry, I'm going to sneeze potentially. That's okay. But, may- but maybe not. <laughs> I hate that. I'm like, I feel it. I feel it. And now it's, just, happening? now it's just trapped in the front part of my nose. Okay. The next way would be through like the most delicious piece of toasted sourdough bread with like butter melted on it. The best. <laughs> Probably the, nobody ever says anything like no. that. But like. <laughs> I have such a thing for table bread, sourdough table bread. Like it just <gasps> hits me where I'm happy. Yeah. And then I think the last, the last thing would be like the ricotta on toast at La Conda Verde. All three of my things are basically bread and cheese. cheese. (laughs) No, but the ricotta at La Conda Verde is amazing. I would say I also, the ricotta at Lartuzzi is incredible. I just wish Uh, I served it it with a different. Um, appliance than the crackers because I like the crackers, <laughs> but I'm like, I want something better than this. You want like crunchy, delicious bread. Yeah. So, exactly. Uh, and I don't even eat all of these three food items, <laughs> frequency, but you asked me the way to my heart through food. So I told you the truth. <laughs> no, I, I love that. And you know, just because it's the way to our heart doesn't mean that's something we're eating every day. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you so much for being on here. This was so much fun for everyone listening. Where is the best place for them to follow you and make sure they are up to date on everything love wellness? Sure. So you can find 
find me on my Instagram at Lo Bosworth, but it's not that thrilling to be honest with you <laughs> over there on that channel. Uh, there's way better stuff on the Love Wellness channel, which is at Love Wellness. And you can find Love Wellness at lovewellness.com. We have our, uh, products available on Amazon and in store at Ulta, but our three new multivitamins are available on lovewellness.com exclusively right now. Okay, that will all be in the show notes for everyone listening. Definitely go check it out, buy the products. I'm super excited to get to try them. They shipped some over to me and I'm very grateful. Thank you again, Lo. This was so much fun. Thanks, Cameron. Hi, friends. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. I still like can't really believe that I had Lo Bosworth on the podcast. The high school Laguna Beach fanatic in me was freaking out of it, not going to lie. Um, but I'm really amazed with everything she's done and built an incredible freaking business. And I have been taking, she mentioned in the show that they were releasing the new products. They are now released. Um, I have been on a prenatal just because my doctor like wanted me to start one early. And I've been taking the Love Wellness one after trying a different brand beforehand. And I will say that I much prefer the love wellness. And I did a lot of research of like comparing all the different things and the amount of vitamins in each. And I'm a big fan. And Cindy is taking or should be taking. I gave them to her. I should have asked her her opinion. Um, But I also gave her the daily vitamin for the woman over, I think it was 50. So we're putting the products to use. I can tell you that much. Um, First, I have like a few things I want to go over, but I'm going to first do the listener cues. So One is advice for balancing a healthy lifestyle in college. And I've been talking about, or I've been talking to a lot of sororities recently and doing these like speaker sessions, talking about myself and my, you know, career and my mental health struggles and body image. So first and foremost, if you're either in college, in a sorority, in a club, on a team, and you guys are interested in doing virtual sessions right now, definitely email me, Cameron at Frecklefoodie.com. It has been like the highlight of this weird fucking year of 2020. It's been really incredible for me. I love doing them. And this has been a question that's coming up a lot of like, I don't know what to eat. And, you know, we're in dining halls. A, I think this year is a weird exception. If you're in school right now, I think dining halls are like very limited options. But also like, and I I, I really struggle with how to totally give advice on this because this was not something I cared about when I was in college um, and I wasn't really paying attention to it. And I'm not saying to like not pay attention to what you're putting into your body, but also like you are in college. And I think that there's such a pressure for these like, college-aged, even high school and younger, specifically females who are consuming a ton of like social media that is ingrained in diet culture to need to have like the quote-unquote healthiest thing at all times, when in reality, like you're never going to get this time back. Like you will never get those four years of college back and you have the rest of your life to like think about what you're eating and like put a better effort in. And so I'm not saying don't care, but maybe like care a little less. I just, I I don't want everyone's focus in college to be like, how can I be the healthiest version of myself? Which I know is like maybe against what you probably think I believe in, but I'm just being honest. Um, But again, it's like eating foods that make you feel good. Like I know if I ate 
I don't know, like McDonald's for three meals a day every day. Like I personally would not feel good. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to still eat like, you know, all the late night pizza in the world drunk with my friends, but I'm also going to eat foods that I know make me feel great during the daytime. And, you know, finding options within your dining hall that make you feel good and if you have grocery stores nearby, like maybe taking advantage of that for some of your meals. Like I used to, I'm trying to think back to college. I, I feel like some times I would eat a lot of my breakfast in my dorms because it was just easier and I was lazy, but like a lot of granola or oatmeal or yogurt, like things that you can easily buy at affordable rates at a grocery store that make you feel good or tasty and like you then have those options you know at least in the morning and then like just finding things with each dining hall I know 2020 is different but like there are options um and if they're you know just letting go a bit of like the obsession over it because I don't want any of us to be like so controlled by our thought like have all of our thoughts controlled by what we're eating especially at that young of an age um I apologize if that was not the answer you're looking for, but that's my honest opinion. Someone asked, what is your mental health plan if this election does not go the way you and I hope? I haven't really thought about that. To be totally honest, I don't have a plan. Um, And I don't even want a plan because I feel like when you put things out into the universe, sometimes they happen. So I don't have one. Um, But that leads me to my list of things that I want to talk about. So... Today, I'm recording, it's Wednesday, but today that you guys are listening, it will be Friday. Oh, and also I forgot the episode recorded with Lo, just for everyone's timeline, if you're interested, was recorded like end of September. It's about a month ago. Um, Anyway, it's Friday. You guys, the election is right around the freaking corner. Please, 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 if you have not already sent in your absentee ballot, ballot or voted early, get to the polls. Get to the freaking polls. I am encouraging each and every one of you, if you are eligible to vote, to use that right. Please, please, please vote. Um, I beg of you. Send me a photo. Uh, do anything. Just please vote. Um, a few other things I want to touch on. So I had our first like co- like COVID micro wedding. Um, my brother-in-law got married last week. Yay, Will and Ashley. And I had a lot of DMs being like, can you explain how they did this? And like, I'm trying to figure out how I can do my wedding still. So I'm going to touch on like very basic overview of it all um, because it wasn't my wedding, but I'm just going to share like kind of how they went about it. Basically, obviously, the plan was to have a larger wedding in July. That did not happen. They just had it in like, like I said, last weekend. So October, what well, I don't even know what the date was, to be honest, 22nd, I think. Um, and obviously things were different than they had originally planned, but it was incredible and amazing and they really pulled it off. So what they did, and I'm not like a wedding planner, but for anyone who's going through this situation, trying to figure out what they want to do, was a very small rehearsal dinner, just the two immediate families outdoors. We felt very safe. Um, and then they did have their ceremony in a church. The total number of people at the whole thing 
ceremony and reception, I think was like around 40. The church was huge. People were spread out. Everyone was in a mask. And then we got the reception was at her parents' house. Out, It was all outdoors under a tent, like small dining table. So that when you're eating, you were only with like, I think it was tables of like five or six. So we sat with Joe's family. Um, and I felt very safe the entire time. You know, like I had my mask on the whole time. When I was dancing, I had my mask on and then I would go to the table if I was like going to take a sip of my drink so that when I was taking my mask off, I was drinking. You know, like you, you, if you're hosting these things, I think like making sure that you're setting like some type of implementation of what's happening and like everyone's temperature was taken when we got there by an actual nurse who was a guest, like, you know, figuring out how to still make it safe, keeping it small. I'm not like telling people to go have all of these things. I'm just sharing what they did because people asked. Um, but the way that they did that in the ways that I just mentioned, I did feel safe. So Love is not canceled. It's just different than what had originally been planned in 2020. And again, if you're attending these types of things, like, you know, I've been invited to a few things where I don't feel comfortable and you have the right to say no. Like there's no judgment in this year of like how people, how seriously you are taking this in a way of not feeling comfortable doing things. Like I've said no to a lot of things because I personally don't feel comfortable. I set boundaries of like what I feel comfortable and what I don't feel comfortable doing. Um, And that's fine. And yes, I had a lot of guilt and like nerves over saying no, because what are they going to think of me? But then I was like, who the hell? Like no one's thinking about like, A, they shouldn't be judging you for being overly cautious. And B, like that's, it's your livelihood. It's your health. It's your safety. You get to make that decision. So I will say if you're someone who doesn't feel comfortable doing certain things or you're being invited to things and you feel like you have to go, like you don't have to do anything. You can set the boundaries. You can say what you feel comfortable doing. And that's that. And it's your decision. Um, And I also think if you are hosting something, just like being aware of that and being open-minded to the fact that like not everyone might feel comfortable doing what you're doing and creating a space where you are making sure they feel comfortable to make the decision on their own. I don't know if any of that made sense. Um, Another thing, Halloween this weekend. Happy Halloween, friends. I don't even know what Halloween looks like in suburb land because I grew up we don't live in a neighborhood. We live on like a really busy street with no sidewalk. So we never had trick-or-treaters here. So I don't really know what that feels like to have trick-or-treaters, if we're being honest. I had like a few in New York, but like our building doesn't have many kids. Um, So I have no idea what the plans are this year for children. But my sisters and I are doing a weekend at Maddie's new house in New Jersey. We all got tested. Well, I'm hoping by Friday, I have the results and everything is okay. Um, I got tested yesterday. So we are doing a weekend at Maddie's and just hanging the six of us, the sisters and boys. We haven't done that. I mean, I guess ever because Maddie just Maddie and Carl just moved into a house um, and just relaxing and living in Jersey suburbia yet again. And we are going to dress up I'm still deciding what I'm going to be. I don't know yet. I had an idea, but I just now I'm thinking I can't decide if it will be well received. Um, And Joe is going to be Joe Exotic and Maddie's Carol Baskins. And we're dressing up Charlie as a tiger. And he freaking hates his costume. He literally was so embarrassed when I put it on him. He did not move. He just glared at me. Didn't move an inch for like five minutes. And that's how I know he freaking hates me. So 
I'm excited for the weekend. And there's some like pork roll and cheese shop in her town that's supposed to be like one of the best bake, uh, breakfast sandwiches in New Jersey, voted by I don't remember who, but someone. So I'm pumped. Um, and then quickly, something that I talked about in my email distribution, if you're not on it, go to the link in my Instagram and subscribe. It's really fun. I think it's so well done. Shout out Nyla. She does the emails. Um, I also talked about it on a recent Instagram post and my stories, just like the whole, am I doing enough thing? It's something that I struggle with a lot. And I don't even know what quote unquote enough is because I feel like no matter what I do, there's always more that could be done. And I felt like my identity was very wrapped up in my job when I was in the corporate world. But now more than ever, I feel that they're so intertwined because my job is kind of like me and my life. And it's so hard to differentiate the two and like separate those worlds. And I just have a really hard time ever like shutting down. And I feel so much guilt if I'm not constantly working. And I don't think that this is like specific to just this career. I think a lot of people feel this way of like, am I doing enough? So one of my morning affirmations has just been, I am doing enough. Like I am doing as much as I need to be doing. I am doing as much as I can. Like I am where I need to be. And that is enough. Like we don't need to constantly be searching for 10,000 more things to be doing. Sometimes when you get what you need to get done, that is enough. So I'm working on that. And I got a lot of DM responses that I think a lot of other people feel that way as well. So as always, if you feel that way, you are not alone. That's all I have to share for today's ending. Again, if you guys enjoyed the episode, please rate, review, share a screenshot on your Instagram stories, tag Freckled Foodie, FF and Friends Pod, Lo Bosworth, do all the incredible things. Tell all your friends to listen. I love you guys and I hope you have an amazing weekend. You guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. It really means the world to me. It means more to me than you could ever know. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please head over to wherever you consume your podcast and rate and or review the show. It not only helps the show's growth, but it really makes my day when I go through and read all of the reviews. If you aren't already, please follow along over on Instagram at Freckled Foodie for my way too active channel and at FF and Friends Pod for more information on the podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day and I can't wait to give you the next episode.